What's up everybody, my name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 26 and yep, we are breaking the streak. This episode is no longer about match day 26. Instead, in these unprecedented times of coronavirus, COVID-19 outbreak and quarantine, we are going to do a bit of a different episode since there's really no soccer going on in Germany or around the world for that matter. So this week we are going to talk about some Bundesliga-related topics, and keep the show going. This episode, we're going to discuss some transfer rumors I've been seeing during this quarantine, as well as fulfill a promise I made in earlier episodes and discuss the 50 plus one rule in depth to really give you guys some knowledge on what that rule is, why it's special, what makes it special in Germany, and how it kind of really works, because I know there's a lot of confusion about that amongst fans that don't watch the Bundesliga, so we will get into that in depth. So to start off, we are gonna talk about the COVID-19 novel coronavirus situation in Germany itself. So as of March 18th, 2020, Germany has had a confirmed 11,973 cases. That's almost 12,000 cases and 27 deaths. This gives a mortality rate of around 0.2%. So that's pretty low, actually a lot lower than some of the other mortality rates in other countries and other parts of the world, which was hovering around 2 to 3% or 3 to 4%. So that's kind of really low, actually. But the worst cases were in the states of Baden-Württemberg, North Rhine-Westphalia, and Rhineland-Palatinate. And a particularly hard-hit district is the city of Heinsberg, and that was because there was a carnival festival there during the early stages of the outbreak when no one was really quarantining yet, and that led to a particularly bad outbreak in Heinsberg. So that's kind of the situation there. It has been found in almost every state and every province of Germany, and most of the country has stopped all sporting events, all public gatherings, kind of like the rest of the world as well. And I mentioned in the last episode how there was a Hanover 96 player in the second tier of Bundesliga that tested positive for COVID-19. Now we've had our first top tier Bundesliga player test positive for COVID-19, and that is Paderborn defender Luca Killian. So he tested positive for COVID-19. I wish the entire Paderborn team, staff, all the families, and Luca himself the speediest of recoveries. And we're keeping you guys in our thoughts, and we can't wait for the season to restart and reopen with everyone healthy. Now, like I mentioned in the intro, we are also going to be talking about some transfer rumors and the 50 plus one rule. So I'd like to start off with some of the transfer rumors because those are always fun to talk about. I don't know how much credibility there is behind many of these, but it's always fun to speculate. So the first one is Leroy Sané to Bayern. So that is a saga, a story that's been going on for a couple years now, at least two years now. I remember, I believe, was it last summer or two summers ago? I think it was last summer we wanted to purchase Leroy Sané from Manchester City, but then in the preseason he, I believe, tore his ACL, and that's pretty much a half-season, if not full-season-long injury. So before the deal went through, they did not complete that deal, so we did not get Leroy Sané over to Bayern. And subsequently, he is not getting as much starting time at Manchester City as I believe he hoped he had. So I believe he is in 
the market for a transfer. He probably wants a transfer. It sounds like Bayern is willing to negotiate with him. I do believe he just got recently got a new agent. But how confident I am that this deal will go through is up in the air. I think currently we have a good situation on the wings. Nabri and Coman. And then we have the additional backup of Ivan Perisic, who has been playing pretty well. Lira Sané is a younger alternative, but once you have that kind of career-changing injury like an ACL or MCL tear, it really does change you as a player. And, you know, I don't know if that's the right move for Bayern right now, but I am not the board. I don't know what they're thinking about. So what we do know is that Lira Sané's agent did meet up with our sporting director, and they met up in Munich. They were talking about some kind of deal. Maybe they're negotiating. I don't know. But the point is that that meeting did happen. And there's potential negotiations going on for Leroy Sané to move over to Bayern Munich. Now, the next situation I want to talk about is Real Madrid and Ashraf Hakimi. So Hakimi was actually loaned out by Real Madrid to Borussia Dortmund for two years to kind of grow and develop since they didn't need him immediately, but they saw his potential. And I think that was one of the best moves made between both teams because Hakimi has developed into a really, really good defender, really key player for Borussia Dortmund. I believe he plays on the right back position. So he's really dangerous there. He's getting lots of assists, a bunch of goals too, actually, and has proved to be a key player in Borussia Dortmund's team. Now, Real Madrid is seeing this and like, great, he's developing just like we wanted him to and are keen to kind of bring him back. But the current spot for him on Real Madrid is held by, I believe, Danny Carvajal, who's also playing very well in a good form. So now we have a situation where Real Madrid has a current player in good form, a up-and-coming you know, youth academy player that they just loaned out who's playing very well. And... It's kind of an embarrassment of riches of which one do you play. They're not quite ready to retire Carvajal yet. He's still in the peak of his career. But here's this young guy that we don't want to lose because he's very talented. So what is the situation there? I do think that Dortmund want to keep Hakimi. So whether or not they will be able to sign him on a permanent contract or whether they'll be able to extend his loan remains to be seen. I do know that Hakimi has said that he is willing to go back to Real Madrid if they make that call. If they give him the call, he will go back to Real Madrid. So that is something that we already have to take into account. But what the two teams and managements come up with, whether or not they let him stay in Dortmund on it alone or a permanent contract or whether they bring him back to Real Madrid, remains to be seen, but I think that's something very interesting to watch. I also think that there would be a lot of other teams across the world competing for his signature because he is a really, really good player. So that is definitely something to watch out for this summer. All right, and the last transfer rumor that I want to talk about is Liverpool. So Liverpool is targeting a bunch of Bundesliga players. I think that's because you know Klopp used to be a Bundesliga coach and played in the Bundesliga coach in the Bundesliga for many, many years, so he knows that league and knows that there's lots of lots of talent there. So the main transfer rumor I've heard is that Liverpool want Bayer Leverkusen's Leon Bailey. 
Main reason being, he can be some backup for Mane and Salah because he can play on both wings and he's a nice, young, pacey player who can get the job done when it needs to be done. Now, if you watch him this year particularly, he hasn't been the most impressive, but in general, if you know the way Leverkusen play and the impact Bailey's had on the team, he is definitely someone who can make an impact when necessary, and I think Jurgen Klopp knows that and therefore understands that he can be a key player under the right coaching scenario if he were to bring him on. I think he knows that Bailey can definitely be a star, and I think he believes that he can coach Bailey the way necessary to get the best out of him. So that's an interesting rumor right there. The other one is obviously RB Leipzig's Timo Werner. He can pretty much get signed anywhere he wants at this point. Clubs left and right are knocking on his door to sign Timo Werner. He's the next great German striker. So will Jurgen Klopp be able to pull the German star over to Liverpool, or will someone else be able to get his name signed on the contract? That's always, always a tough race. There are always rumors that Bayern want Timo Werner because Bayern likes to keep the German stars on their team. Then you also have teams like Chelsea and Manchester United and other teams all over the world wanting to sign Timo Werner. So that one is a big, big rumor, and I think that might be the biggest signing of the summer if someone's able to take Timo Werner away from RB Leipzig. The last signing that I believe Liverpool wanted is Gladbach's Dennis Zakaria. Now, he is, I believe, a center defensive mid who can also play at center back if necessary, and that is a spot that Liverpool is looking to shore up for themselves. But I believe there's competition for him as well. I, I think I've heard Arsenal and Man U are looking at Dennis Zakaria as well. So there are a lot of Bundesliga players that are always on the radar of Premier League teams and of other strong teams out there, especially when you have a team like Liverpool who is the defending European and world champions looking to the Bundesliga to find the players to the puzzle pieces to fit in where they need them to. So the Bundesliga is a very exciting league to watch, but also definitely a great breeding ground for talent and another reason you should definitely watch it because the players that you end up seeing become stars in the in the Premier League or in other leagues, you can see them in their early formative days playing really exciting football in the Bundesliga. And that's why this league's so exciting. Well, that's all I got for transfer rumors for right now. So let's move on to the ever controversial 50 plus one rule. So we're gonna talk about what is it? What is the 50 plus one rule? Why is it special? What are some exceptions and controversies related to that rule? So let's get right into it. The 50 plus one rule is a rule that states all Bundesliga clubs must be 50% owned plus one share owned by the supporters themselves, owned by the members, actually. Not the supporters necessarily, but by members. Now, to become a member is just as easy as being a supporter. You sign up, you become a member of the team, you pay your dues, and you are a voting member of that club. Bayern Munich has 290,000 members. Schalke is in second place with 155,000 members. Dortmund is in third place with 154,000 voting members. So. A lot of Bundesliga clubs have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of voting members. And all those voting members must retain 50% plus one share of voting power. That is what the 50 plus one rule is. It prevents corporate takeovers, and it prevents 
one single interest from taking over the overall interests of the club. These players get to vote for the new president of the board. This is how Ulejones has been re-voted president of Bayern over and over because he's very popular amongst the members. So that is kind of how the rule works. Now, it's special because no other league, I think maybe the Austrian Bundesliga does it too, but no other league really does that. It gives fans such a deep investment into the teams that they support because it makes you be more than just a fan. It makes you be a part of the team and you feel that you have a stake in the team's successes and failures and be more involved with the club, want to vote for the future of the club and how it will perform. You feel like you have a stake in that. For that reason, German fans and supporters really, really support the 50 plus one rule because it gives them a personal stake in the club where they feel they have a voice to be heard as opposed to just kind of taking and dealing with everything the club throws at them. Now, over the years, there have been some exceptions. Currently in the first tier Bundesliga, there are four exceptions and they kind of fall into two categories. I'll start off with the easier two, and that is VFL Wolfsburg, and Bayer Leverkusen. Now, these two teams both started in, I believe, 1905 and 1945. I forget which one's which, but they both started as the factory teams of the Bayer Pharmaceutical Company and the Volkswagen car manufacturer. So Wolfsburg is the city where Volkswagen's made. The factory workers would play soccer during the breaks and the team that they incorporated is called VFL Wolfsburg. Same thing goes for Bayer Leverkusen, with the factory workers from the Leverkusen Pharmaceutical Company would play soccer here and there. Their team was called Bayer Leverkusen. So, because these teams had been owned by these corporations from their inception, pretty much, and started moving more and more towards professional soccer over the years as opposed to amateur teams, they just kept the corporate name and sponsorship and when the 50 plus 1 rule was implemented in 1998, they were given exception because there's a rule that says, I think it's called Lex Leverkusen, the Leverkusen exception or the Leverkusen rule, which states that if a company or corporate interest has had 20 plus years of investment in a team, they are allowed to circumvent the 50 plus 1 rule and allowed to be majority owner. That is how Wolfsburg and Bayer Leverkusen has, have been able to keep their corporate sponsorship. Now. The other two exceptions are TSG Hoffenheim and RB Leipzig. Hoffenheim is a little bit of an easier explanation. Leipzig is the controversial recent one that I will talk a lot about. So Hoffenheim had been owned by Dietmar Hopp. He is the technology mandate behind the company SAP, multi-billionaire, and he bought Hoffenheim, which was his little local club from his village of 3,000 people. He bought that team, invested money in it year after year after year, got them promoted from, I believe, like the eighth tier all the way up to the first tier. And over the course of 20 years of ownership of the team and investment in the team, he applied for corporate ownership under the Lex Leverkusen exception and was granted it. Therefore, he is, I believe, 96% owner of Hoffenheim. That is also very controversial, as I talked about in previous episodes with all of the insults and all of the banners and all that kind of controversy going on with the ultra groups, but that is how Dietmar Hopp has taken over Hoffenheim. Now, the last exception, and the most recent one, is RB Leipzig. So RB Leipzig hasn't even been around for 20 years, 
but they've already circumvented the 50 plus one rule. And it's a very, very controversial way that they went about it. Instead of waiting the 20 years like Dietmar Hopp or these other corporate owners kind of did, they circumvented it entirely. Now, RB Leipzig history is a little bit different than the rest of them. So the Red Bull Energy Drink Company bought the rights to field the team in the fifth tier Bundesliga from a club called SSV Markranstadt. And starting in 2009-10, they bought the team, changed the name, and started spending money on it, investing in players, investing in the youth academy, and over, over the, in the next course of a couple years, they got the team promoted from the fifth tier to the second, and when you, when you get into the second tier, second Bundesliga, that is where the 50 plus one rule really takes effect. The second and the first tier of Bundesliga is where those rules take effect. So, the way that they were able to circumvent the rule is through a bunch of shell companies and corporations, which is kind of common, but the way they went about it is a little bit different. Now, it's common for lots of teams to have the 50 plus one block owned by a corporate entity, but it's just an incorporation of the team as a company. It's not really a bad thing. That's just how they do it on the business side. But the way RB Leipzig went about it is very different. So there is a corporation called Rasenballsport Leipzig EV. It's kind of like the German equivalent of like LLC or incorporated or, you know, the kind of different corporate substructures. But Rasenballsport Leipzig EV is the real club that is the entirety of RB Leipzig first club, second club, the training facility, the entire top to bottom corporate structure that is the footballing entity RB Leipzig. That is Rasenballsport Leipzig EV. It's owned by 11 members, all of which are Red Bull employees or affiliated to the Red Bull company. Then you have Rasenballsport Leipzig GmbH. This is the entity known as the first tier Bundesliga club RB Leipzig. This is the, the 18 players and coaching staff and trainer of the team. That is Rasenballsport Leipzig GmbH, not Rasenballsport Leipzig EV. Small difference there. So, Rasenballsport Leipzig GmbH, the entity known as the first tier Bundesliga club RB Leipzig, is owned 1% by Rasenballsport Leipzig EV, the 11-member corporation that owns the entirety of top to bottom RB Leipzig, and it is owned 99% by the Red Bull AG Corporation, which is the Austrian energy drink company Red Bull. Now, in the negotiations for Red Bull AG to own 99% of the first-tier club RB Leipzig, they negotiated that even though Rasenballsport Leipzig EV owns 1%, they will hold the majority of the voting rights, which means their 11 members have more voting power than the 99% of the company owned by Red Bull. Now, this is a secret deal. We don't know how much votes the 99% of Red Bull AG has, but we definitely know that it is less than 11. So using all of that, even though the first tier Bundesliga club is only owned 1% by its corporate owner, it still has a majority of the voting power. Therefore, they circumvent the 50 plus one rule and are therefore allowed to compete in the Bundesliga. Now remember how before I mentioned that a bunch of teams have high membership numbers, 
Bayern Munich, 290,000. Schalke, 155,000. Dortmund, 154,000. RB Leipzig, who finished second place in the Bundesliga a few years ago, has played Champions League soccer. They only have 750 members, almost all of which are exclusively Red Bull employees or affiliated with the Red Bull. So that is why everyone is so mad at RB Leipzig because of the way they use these corporations and backdoor deals with different entities within Red Bull and RB Leipzig themselves to manipulate the rules, keep the voting power with Red Bull employees, but still not break the 50 plus one rule. The only reason this is going on is because Red Bull literally did not want to wait 20 years to take ownership of the team. So they had to find a way to do it sooner than that. That's kind of what it comes down to, and that is why RB Leipzig gets so much hate from the rest of the Moodisliga. Now, that's that with RB Leipzig. The last kind of small point I want to talk about when it comes to this rule is that there's also been a more recent application to circumvent the 50 plus 1 rule, and that is Martin Kind, who tried to take over Hanover 96. He had been investing in the team for close to 20 years, and I believe it was in like the mid 2000 teens, maybe 2015, 16, or 17, he put in an application to be the owner of Hanover 96, but it was denied in that he had not significantly invested in the team for over 20 years. So that is kind of where that currently stands. He tried to do that. The, the DFL turned him down, but in turning him down, they had to state that they would relook at the rules and make some changes potentially. So he may potentially come back in the future and try to do that again. So Hanover 96 may or may not be the next club that gets taken over by corporate or a single owner. And this was actually very unpopular with the Hanover Ultras at the time. At the time that this was going on, battling through the courts and battling through the DFL, the Ultras would not chant, would not sing, they would protest at the games. So there's still lots of contention even within the teams that are going through these processes with their own fans. So it definitely is a hot button issue. Now I've mentioned a lot of the negative sides of the 50 plus one rule, but there are people, I would say there are a minority of the people, but there are people that think that this rule is old, it's outdated, it's a relic, and that it kind of hinders competition, hinders competition against other leagues in the world. All these people have a point to make that is potentially true with a corporate ownership that you bring more money in, you, you are able to buy better players, things like that. But at the end of the day, I think this rule is what makes German football, German soccer special. I do think it still creates competitive teams. And within this structure, you give fans a lot more ownership and a lot more dedication to their team. And that shows through the fact that the Bundesliga has the highest average attendance of any of the top five leagues in Europe. So they're doing something right here. Even with Bayern winning the league six or seven times in a row, other fans still show up to watch their teams play and have the highest average attendance of any league in the top five leagues in Europe. So they're doing something right. Well, guys, that's all I have for you today. I know it was a little bit complicated and confusing. I will leave some explanations of that rule in the show notes. I also found some pretty cool things I want to share with you as well. So 
there is a website that has released 11 classic German football matches full length ranging back from the 1960s and 70s through this year. So I will leave that link for you guys in the show notes for sure. I know we're all short on soccer, short on content to watch right now. So definitely check out that link. You'll have 11 classic German football matches beginning to end for free. Next, I will include the DFL's statement on the postponement of the Bundesliga 1 and 2 so you guys can kind of see their explanation and get the statement directly from the horse's mouth about the postponements, the cancellations, all that kind of stuff. Lastly, there'll be a video about Bundesliga.com explaining the 50 plus 1 rule. And I also encourage you guys to send me some emails. My email is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. That's w, the number 2, bundesliga at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your questions. I know it's a complicated topic, so please send them my way, and I'll do my best to explain it, or any other questions in general. If you have ideas for topics for future episodes, I'd love to hear that as well. Also, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. That's welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. With that being said, I encourage everyone out there to be safe, to stay safe, practice social distancing. Please wash your hands thoroughly for 30 seconds with warm water. And also, try to keep the panic down. Turn off your TV, stop watching the news, listen to the CDC if you're in the USA and the World Health Organization as well, as these are the entities that are on the front lines of dealing with the COVID-19 novel coronavirus. That being said, my name is Andrew. I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>